This week on Inside Motorsport, we hear how Scott McLaughlin continued his winning run with a perfect 300-point round at Perth's Barbagallo Raceway. We also start our conversation with, with Porsche Motorsport manager Troy Bundy. I hope you'll stay with us. Over to the west, where it was two days of racing action for the supercars, in which Scott McLaughlin won both days' races, extending his four in a row. On Sunday, it was not so easy when he made a mistake in qualifying, which saw him start down towards the back of the field. McLaughlin talked about that first lap working in heavy traffic. It was loose at the start, man. I've never seen anything like it. And uh, I... Uh, it's because you haven't qualified back there in a while. Yeah. <laughs> but honestly, like, yeah, I, I just, um, you know, I luckily had, you know, I was on the right side of everything that happened. You know, I, I was on the right, on the inside for the turn four thing, turn five, and then on the inside when Caruso and Davison came in together and, you know, everything sort of worked out nice. And then obviously we were, we got to that safety car. I was like, far out, we were like fifth here. So I, there was one goal ticked. And then that's when we started thinking about, oh, okay, we could win this race. Have you seen any replays of the start yet? No, I've seen a little bit of snippets and stuff, but I can't wait to watch the race when I get home. It's going <laughs> to be awesome. So now as the points leader, is he finding there's a lot of pressure on him to maintain that position? Oh, look, I'm just trying to extend it. I'm trying, trying to just get as many points as we can. You know, that's all I can do. Um, Learned firsthand how, um, you know, it just it comes down the wire and I want to try and, you know, my, my aim would be to not make it come down the wire, but, you know, that's only going to come if we win races. And, um, you know, I feel like, like I said a number of times on Fox Sports, other, other interviews that, you know, when you've got a good car, you've got to maximise it. We didn't maximise it in qualifying today, but we, we maximised it in the race. We used our car speed and came back through and on our bad days when they could potentially be bad, we, you know, that's what you got to do. And then on the good days, you got to make sure that you, you know, use your fast car and win. So um, I felt like we'd maximise it the last four races for sure. Even Tasmania, I felt Craig was the dominant car. And, you know, we managed to just pull in behind him in second and, you know, beat everyone else. After a disappointing Saturday, David Reynolds was able to pick up a second place finish on Sunday. Yet... He thought for the most of the race he was going to be the winner. I thought we were having the perfect race, you know, um, at the, got a good start. Uh, we were second out of the safety car and, and um, Chaz's tyres were fading and he pitted. And we stayed at probably about five laps longer than everyone. And then um, the second stint had much better tyre life or better tyre quality than most people around me and passed everyone. And then I found Scott was like 10 seconds down the road and I was like, oh, how did he get there? And... Um, then the third stint came and I was pushing really hard. I was catching him probably half a second a lap and then about five or six laps to go it sort of stabilise and then he started to pull away. So that was the that's the best race I've ever had here. So um you know I'm really proud of everyone after yesterday being seventeenth and having a terrible day. Craig Lowndes continued his amazing performances at Barbagello. Starting off the back of the grid, he worked his way up to third place by the time the chequered flag flew. Irish and I had talked about we had that same situation here last year where we had an um, electrical issue driving out of the pits, but uh, we started at the back of the grid and we got to eighth. Um, so we were hoping to be back inside the 10 if we could, and that was our goal. Uh, I said to Irish before I jumped in the car, I'll drive the wheels off it, you call the shots and let's see where we end up. 
And, that's, uh, and, and to be honest, the car was really good. Looked after its tyres. We had a green set of tyres for that second stint, um, obviously because we didn't get to Q2. So um, really for us, we had that was going to be also our longest stint of the, of the, of the four. And, uh, and of course, you know, in the end, we just, uh, you know, did uh, our last stint was our shortest, which meant we could push hard, get past a couple of people. And, uh, and you know, and then when I saw, I was coming off the top of the hill um, and I saw Dave go through the sand trap and uh, I wasn't sure he was going to come out the other end. The next race for the supercars is in two weeks' time at Winton Raceway in Victoria. Troy Bundy joins us from Porsche Australia, the motorsport manager. And Troy, last time we spoke, you were in Teamland in supercars. How's the change been from team a team view to a much broader view of uh, a motor racing, not only a motor racing category, but a motor racing culture across multiple divisions? Yeah, I'm really enjoying it. Actually, it's um, it is very different from Teamland because you um, you don't win or or lose on the race weekends. But um, what we have here is we have two series which we run, which is um, the Porsche Wilson Security Career Cup Championship, which is our premium category in Australia, and then we've got um, the Porsche Wils uh, sorry Michelin GT3 Cup Challenge Championship as well, which is our feeder category. But also outside of that, then we support a whole range of customer programs, which is from GT3 to GT4 and the, the biggest event we had recently was the Bathurst 12-hour, which we had a range of factory guys coming out and racing, which is fantastic to be involved in, but also customer programs as well. So we range from series to individual um, sort of customer programs right through to drive experiences. So um, so we're really dealing with every single level of motorsport, you know, sort of in Australia, which is um, it's, it's just an awesome product to work on. What is the biggest change... And of course you've worked across a number of sporting industries, you've worked in the media industry as well as um, teams and head office. What's the biggest change in the immediate adjustments from uh, being one, one part of the puzzle to overseeing the whole puzzle? Um, I think the biggest change for me in this role is that previously in every other role I've had it's been very a commercial role so either doing all the sponsorship or any sort of commercial deal here um, they certainly brought me on for that skill set to, to drive the commercial element of the program but um, I'm much more involved in all the other elements which is um, a learning experience for me from from you know sporting regulations to technical regulations to delivery of race cars which I've never done before um, to you know to hospitality to you name it I just got a much broader um, program I look after which is which is I'm actually enjoying because I, I still get to do my commercial stuff which I love but at the same time I'm involved in every level of the program now which is um, which is it's exciting to be a part of. What was it like on Thursday when the brand new cars roll out? You've gone through a successful sales period as it were, getting all the new cars in Australia sold and, and two teams. What was it like to see them actually roll out? Oh, look, it was, um, I think the best way to describe it is I was just really proud of um, our team and delivering that, that um, sort of outcome for our business. So um, last year was the, unfortunately we had sort of the end of the four year program of the last car, which is the first time they went for four years. Normally it's three years and, and you know, there's no doubt we struggled a little bit in that last year. We had 13 cars on the grid here last year and then to roll out with 26 cars, um, brand new cup cars, um, on the track and see them rolling out and you know they're amazing cars and, and the teams have done a fantastic job in deliveries and, and we've come out um, and rolled out with a new program this year it's um, you know I'm just pretty proud of um, my team because they worked incredibly hard from when Gold Coast finished and the championship finished the guys haven't stopped and 
and you know it's it's great to see you know 26 brand new cup cars on the track that's fantastic but what I think we're really proud of is actually the guys that are driving the cars we've got a, um, two really great fields in Pro and Pro-Am and you know you sort of see the likes of, of Moffat and Wood coming into the series and and young up-and-coming kids um, trying to cut their teeth in it as well as the gentlemen drivers there's some really great racing and so you know I think we're, we're pretty happy with um, the outcome. I guess you mentioned that the series went to four years but it really doesn't matter once you get into the last year that's the time that any series is struggling when change is on the way. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's you know that's going to be the case with three years. I, I think it'll be um, an easier process with three instead of four. But um, that's always the challenge in my role is is keeping the participation up at the last year because everyone's focusing on the new car coming in and what they're going to do and. Um, and that was certainly the case with, with the last time round. It's just simply that we were the fourth year of the program. Um, ironically, that you know when we went to market with a new car, we sold it in three months. So we actually were only supposed to sell 24 cars, and we stole two cars off the drive school. So the drive school was supposed to get two new cars, and we end up stealing those cars and selling them into the race program, which is uh, Thomas Mizura is a little bit upset that we stole his cars, but they, they, they're coming. Don't worry. And um, you know that's really great, but. The cars that are coming out of the last program, they're all sold into G3 Cup Challenge. So we're sold out in that category as well. So so the demand of that car is still there. It's just the demand is really high in G3 Cup Challenge now instead of Career Cup as well. We continue our chat with Troy Bundy next week on Inside Motorsport. Until next time round, keep smiling and bye for now. Inside Motorsport is produced by Thunder Media for the Community Radio Network.